Fun Gluey McGulwanaf Cthulhu Relia Wanana Fatan. Are you are you are you ready? Funny Expensive Wanana Whatever Be happy Hey everyone Welcome back to the Funny Papers, a show where three thirty-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic '90s cartoon show Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. My name is Doug, and I've lost all sense of self and identity. <laughs> and Jim. Happy Arbor Day, beloved viewers. Happy Arbor Day, indeed. What's that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's a day about trees, or maybe harbors. I'm not entirely sure about anything, really. <laughs> Anyway, today we cover episode 5, part 2 of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts, and episode 5, part 2's title is Doug Didn't Do It. Uh, Now, before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to our friend Brock of uh, the podcast Damage Boost. Uh, It can be found on Apple, Google, Spotify, all your usuals. they actually had me on recently as like a guest guest uh, host. It's talking about like uh, video games and all that kind of stuff. As you can probably tell from the everything about all of us that uh, we also like video games. So yeah, uh, if you're the interested, hell's a video out. game and who's this Brock guy? Video <laughs> games are haram. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> it's uh, they're good actually. <laughs> good. <laughs> Hopefully he'll have you on soon. <laughs> Can talk about the glory that is God. Oh my God. Back to Doug. <laughs> uh, this is called Doug Didn't Do It. Uh, so this already kind of gives away the hook of the episode. <laughs> Did he or didn't he? There's no way to tell. This is the, it's the worst mystery like ever. We'll get to it very quickly. Why it's bad. It's, it's like in uh, sometimes when you hear like murder mystery stories, how it's always like the second person the main character meets is the criminal or whatever. Yeah. Here's Do the not twist. draw any inferences from this, dear viewer. I'm normal. I'm completely normal and I'm not suspicious. To me, the it and Doug didn't do it is actually exist because this episode for me was a Lovecraftian nightmare. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to digging I've into got some analysis all that. to get to. Yeah, yeah put yeah. your There's, put your reading glasses on. <laughs> There's a couple of levels on this one, and uh, given our earlier discussion of Haram, it begins with a discussion of idolatry, which is just the worst possible crime. <laughs> Well, let's get into it. Uh, so, Doug, the beginning of this episode starts with Doug writing in his journal, and he uses the phrase, You know what I hate? I hate practical jokes, especially when I wind up on the wrong side. Which is, like, every Doug episode, right? Yeah. Is Roger playing a practical joke on him? So. What I, what I want to note here is <laughs> I fucking... It's a theme now that pork chop is eating out of a bag of chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> he's d- directly eating out of the bag. Like before, it was a peanutty buddy bar, which you could like argue possibly that it was just peanut butter. There was chocolate chip cookies, and Doug just like nonchalantly takes it from him after he scarfed down like half the bag. He probably like this put is how this episode starts. It. I can't stand practical jokes. By the way, pork chop want <laughs> this cookie that'll dead. fucking kill you. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah, we had a discussion in the Peanutty Buddy episode about how it would take a lot of chocolate to kill a dog. And this happens with a bag. This happens with upsetting regularity. Like every day. Does does Jim Jenkins just like hate dogs? Or maybe just like the only food that Doug ever gives poor dogs is straight chocolate. So he's just been like. Maybe he just has like a genetic immunity to it. Right, he's the next step in dog evolution. He is as far beyond pugs as they are beyond you. (laughs) He's like the guy, you know, in Princess Bride, always like, oh, I've spent years building up this immunity to this poison. (laughs) I spent years developing an immunity to cocaine. I mean, iocaine, iocaine. I did not mean cocaine at all. And this is uh, Doug forcing Porkchop to build up a cocaine, or not cocaine, build up a tolerance. Oh yeah, when Porkchop's riding the lightning, baby. We'll get to cocaine, (laughs) trust me. Oh, Oh, shit. All right, so Doug says that he hates his life because he hates winding up on the wrong end of practical jokes. jokes. Which he doesn't. Just just the humorless Practical jokes, normal jokes. 
right. concept of humor in general. <laughs> Cause and so, effect. <laughs> speaking of hating humor, uh, the the episode then moves to the school paper, like spinning forward and saying that establishing again, the premise. Yeah, the premise of this episode is that once again, Mr. Bones, the vice principal, vice principal Mr. Bones' uh, yodeling trophy has been stolen, which is apparently something that happens with like upsetting regularity, right? Yeah. That they just yeah. So it, o- steal it, also, it opens with a shot of like a green hand taking the trophy. <laughs> Who could it be? And there are two point five characters in the show with green hands. <laughs> and if the episode's name is Doug didn't do it, then you can already tell. Who the fuck possibly could have done this? Yeah. No, and the thing that gets me the most about this is, like, one of the first lines as we see everybody sitting around in front of their lockers reading the paper, noted totally normal thing, is uh, BB and Patty talking to one another saying, Why would anyone want to steal that dumb trophy? Great fucking question! Why would (laughs) anyone want to steal that dumb trophy? Why is that trophy stored on school grounds? Why is literally any of this... Why do we keep reliving this nightmare? Why does tomorrow never come? (laughs) Yeah, like, Mr. Bone, like, basically has a shrine to his victories that are... Which he stores at the school. Right, and on, like, a file cabinet. Just, like, a random-ass file cabinet. Also, let's take one step back. What fucking elementary school has a newspaper? (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, that was established uh, in the last episode. Right, in but the w- which one? Like, that doesn't happen. There's no news report. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I can think of, like, yeah, that's true. I, I can remember, like, Yearbook club was like, a, was, like, a thing in junior yeah. high. I, Yearbook, that, I get it. I get a uh, high school newspaper. Elementary school kids can barely write. <laughs> <laughs> Doug probably yard. can't. Doug is probably functionally illiterate. Half the articles are just like drawing, <laughs> just like like someone's like, math test. Yeah. Hand turkeys, <laughs> like during Halloween, yeah, it's like hand turkeys. During Christmas, it's like, it's like Easter eggs. They don't yeah, know what time it is at any point. <laughs> Pictures of them with your you with your parents that you brought in. The previous, the additional like three hundred pictures of yourself you got during picture day because evidently you get three hundred and sixty pictures of yourself on picture day. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, so let's just assume that this is a thing that the school has a newspaper that we learned is called the Daily Honker. Um, and very good. Yeah, it's very good, very thematic. Uh, sponsored sponsored by the Honker Burger. Um, so Patty and BB are reading the paper, and they're like, "Man, why why does this always get taken?" And Doug says. Oh man, what are they gonna do? Uh, like, I'd love to see the look on that poor kid's face uh, when Mr. Bone finds him with the trophy. And then he opens his locker, and wouldn't you know it, the trophy is in his locker right there, and it makes like a ghost yodeling sound. <gasps> <laughs> Like, he looks at it, and he can hear, like, echoing, yodeling. Uh, it's kind of, like, creepy, right? The madness begins here. I'll, so what happens after this is... Sorry, does anyone does anyone I, mind if I jump ahead, like, two well, seconds? I have to... I'll chime in very quickly with one observation. It's in Doug's locker. Now, the word yes. locker yes. has the word <laughs> yes. lock in it. Yes. How did so, it... Doug, does your locker lock... Is that a thing that it does? How did some, like, did you give Roger, spoilers, dear viewer? Spoilers, Roger. (laughs) Did you give, sorry. Did you (laughs) edit that out? (laughs) Did you give uh, Roger your fucking lock combination at some point, Doug? We'll see later that Roger might have keys to the entire school. Like, he he might be able to get into any door. Yeah, we do. We do find that. I I think maybe it's that maybe he can just lockpick, right? I mean, Roger yeah. is an insidious character. Maybe he just has skills to do that. Roger is a con- floating consciousness that takes over a given person whenever they might be in a position to cause Doug any kind of suffering. So that does track. <laughs> sure, um, but the thing is, is, is he hears, he sees this this trophy. Uh, first of all, the trophy. It's Mr. Bone's trophy, and the the trophy image is of Mr. Mr. Bone. Bone. 
It's like oh, he oh, is the trophy. He so made it let's himself. Assume, he let's made well, himself. let's assume real quick that this is that this is a competition among uh, other yodelers. Mister Bone is the only one that's expected to win because it looks just like him, right? Or there's um, no competition whatsoever, and Mister Bone is just like making idols to himself. Very possible. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking that's the most likely situation here. So Doug, Doug sees this, he slams the locker, and he is, like, sweating bullets uh, while he hears this ghost yodeling in his head. <laughs> then it cuts to the title, like the title scene with the, the, the name of the episode, and then it goes back to Doug, and the lockers have rearranged themselves. Doug yes. is now on the corner. There's, there's, like, a hallway behind where Doug's locker is, and then... Roger and all of his friends surround him and talk about how he's going to get in. Whoever did this is going to get in trouble. Camera pulls back. He's no longer at the end of the fucking, like, corner. Yeah, he's been switching between, like, three different locker sections, but it's always the same number. Yeah. It's always locker number 47, but it's just in a different geographical location. Like, it's probably just an animation fuck-up, but, like, the effect it creates is very unnerving as an adult viewer of a child's cartoon. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) As a very smart, intelligent, beautiful viewer. Yeah. We're already in a fragile enough mental state to begin with, and this is very clearly demonstrating that there is deeper nonsense afoot than even the fucking Honkerberger cult. There is there is a wellspring of dark forces at work somewhere here. Right, between the shifting geography and the ghost yodeling, like, uh, this... This might be a haunted school. And and just that... Uh, so, when we say Roger stole it, whoever the mysterious <laughs> green hand of the free market yes. took it. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, we, we Roger is saying that whoever is caught with the trophy, uh, Mr. Bone, is going to lock him up in detention and throw away the key because, remember, uh, possession is nine-tenths of the law. The dog uh, net because- theme plays right here for <laughs> no apparent reason. Right. Uh, and, 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 and Doug is like, oh, man, I was framed. I mean, whoever the kid has it was framed, right? Like, what if the what if it, what they didn't weren't actually the ones that take it? And he's like, doesn't matter. Possession's nine tenths of the law. So, I don't know. I mean, if if this is a thing that happens regularly, why doesn't Bone like secure the trophy better? Is he like fishing for people to take it? Why doesn't he just not bring the trophy to work? I don't think he's gonna impress any elementary schools <laughs> with how well he can sing. Yeah, like. There's a number of questions here that I do, I am with Mike on there is some degree of fishing for this nonsense to go on, because Mr. Bone is a guy who does not have a lot of fun in his life. This is kind of a thing he gets his kicks out of, I suspect. Not least because he's giving this horrifying eldritch artifact out (laughs) into the wild where it can corrupt someone new, it can find a new vessel. Mr. Bone is a daddy dom. We're going to see later in the episode. <laughs> oh, Not another one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, it's it worse. It, it, it transitions into one of the most psychosexual. Um, yeah. Yes. Psychosexual imaginations Doug has only eclipsed by the one he has later in this episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we adjourn so- to the Home for Infinite Losers Court <laughs> Edition. All the evidence is pointing right at me. Guilty! Guilty! I mean, order! Order! Your Honor, we found the trophy in his locker, therefore he is guilty! Mr. Dink, for no apparent fucking reason, is Doug's defense attorney, and Roger is serving as the jury. So, So it's... This starts with him, he's looking at the statue of Mr. Bone, and he imagines the giant gold statue just pointing a finger at him. And now, going to Roger being a jury, that's a jury of his peers. That's what like Doug thinks should be the person that judges him. Is Roger, like his worst <laughs> enemy, is the person that sh- has the most right to judge him. Like the only and thing only this Roger. would Dink doesn't try to defend him. Like he was even worse than a public defender. The only way this could be weirder is if the judge wasn't Bob White, but like his nude father. Yes. <laughs> well, and even in uh when you're saying that Dink doesn't try to defend him, uh so Dink's defense like so so this this let's walk through this real quick, uh just from an event by event perspective. 
So Judge Bob White, who's the mayor, is slamming the gavel saying, guilty, guilty. Mr. Bone is saying, I found the trophy in Doug Funny's locker. Therefore, he is guilty. Right? And Solid uh, case. Yeah. Solid case. I mean, sure. Like, that's <laughs> it, it, it would be believable if you found the trophy in a kid's locker. Like, probably. What? Are we expected to believe someone else picked open your locker and <laughs> shoved it there? Right. Like, that's pretty good evidence. But uh, I want to note that. Dink's, Dink is Doug's defense lawyer. Uh, what he says, he says, objection, your honor. I think we need to let the the jury decide Doug's guilt. So Dink's objection is that we should follow courtroom protocol. Again, <laughs> this is, we should like, follow the rules. In Doug's also, it's a- imagination, the closest he can come to somebody who would defend him in case of him being accused of this grievous crime is his next door neighbor who he doesn't like. Bone, <laughs> right, who, well, who doesn't know that well? Bone also said, I rest my case. So in this procedure, Dink has as many, as much time as he wants to <laughs> ask Doug questions. And he says, all right, let's, let's talk to the jury. <laughs> yeah, well, he's just saying, like, he doesn't even have any statements. He's saying, let's, ex- let's yeah. go to the jury right now. <laughs> let's end this shit. Right, I got I got to play some golf at five o'clock. <laughs> like we got to get out of here. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, it's it's it's, and of course Roger's like, yeah, he's guilty. <laughs> but <laughs> so so then the judge says, uh, he he ends this by saying, I sentence you to Lamar Bones School for Yodeling? So he's not sentencing Doug to like, well, he sentenced him to like hard labor hard in Hard labor, school. like a North Korean punishment. <laughs> but like the thing is, is that I would assume that hard labor at the Yodel School is learning to yodel. So he sentences Doug. A fate worse Doug. than death. Right. He sentences Doug to like take yodeling classes. <laughs> And then, and 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 uh, and as he's doing this, like I guess Patty was in the audience because she goes, "Oh, Doug, how could you?" But she's uh, smiling while she says she's smiling. it. Yeah, yeah. She like incredibly bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> but so this this sequence ends with then, of course, the judge uh, winks at the camera and says, "Vote for me." So that tells me that in Bluffington, uh, they they do public voting for judges, right? And that's kind of like a controversial thing these days. Yeah, it's a thing right? that. Oh yeah, uh, fun uh, actual real world example of that. Uh, like Texas has that, and then in the most recent round of elections, a bunch of Democrats won elections, and so now they're talking about. Uh, can we make that not be a thing anymore in any of the places that vote Democrat? We'll keep it anywhere where there's like five people voting and two of them are cows, but we want to get rid of it in any place where like there's more than 12 people. This is a structural critique by Doug. Yes. (laughs) Doug Funny is surprisingly politically aware of how an elected judiciary is results in uh, terrible abuses on the most innocent the straight white young man. Well, I mean, to this end, I think I think the the problem off that's often cited with elected elected judiciaries is that like a more frequent, like a larger conviction rate will often equate to like I'm a better judge because yep. look at all these criminals that I put away, right? And so I guess in that sense, right. that's what yeah. Bob White is doing here. Yep, he's just like not taking into account any evidence. He's just like, yeah, he's guilty. Obviously, vote for me, idiot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is more or less Flawless. Bob White's campaign ad in Doug's, in Doug's imagination. imagination. Yes. Yeah. Though admittedly, uh, I would vote for any politician. Who, I would vote for any politician who promised he would throw Doug Funny in jail. So, <laughs> you know what? Or at least I'd throw vote for him it. into yodeling school. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I've talked yeah, myself so around for this. I'm this. now a full-on Bob White supporter. He was probably on the Lolita Express for innocent reasons. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh, we'll <laughs> get to we'll get to that. There. We'll get he to that, there. dear viewer. Oh, they're undercover to catch the bad guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, do we have anything more in this imagination sequence? Or? Well, let's go to the next horrific scene. Yeah. Okay, so so I got to say, we cut back to, then we cut back to Doug in class, and he's doodling, and he's doodling a picture of himself in jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wednesday already, Doug. <laughs> 
like, it's like just his like... daily warm up. <laughs> yeah. Tim just getting whipped. It's <laughs> a funny oh, ball no. you got in your mouth, Doug. <laughs> oh no, Doug. I'm sorry. Just Judy taking okay. a look at it, just like you know, Doug. You could just scream, "I hate you! I hate you!" at a mirror. It's probably yes. healthier. It's what he learned from his sister. Yeah. Be oh, happy. Be happy, Doug. You do, you, you Doug. You can draw yourself being happy. No, no kink shaming here on the funny papers. Also that. Yeah, maybe he likes it. A little hog loves it. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, uh, but... There was a story so, we were going over. What the hell was it again? Yeah, so so as Doug is drawing himself getting whipped in jail, um, Mr. Bone gets on the PA and he says, Please report to your lockers immediately for a surprise inspection. And he says it like in a very uh, like aggressive tone. He's like, yes, I love it. Like, yes, yeah. he is clearly me going. Like, he's clearly enjoying the hell out of this entire process. It feels yeah. like it's a holiday for him. So oh, yeah. I'm like not, I didn't look this up. I probably should have, but whatever. I'm like ninety percent sure that this is like totally illegal. Like if I think if you have to do this, you have to do it random. So Bone is committing a felony here worse than like stealing any fucking trophy. And Doug needs to contact the ACLU. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they can't, uh, teachers can't look in students' lockers? No, what? it's, uh, you have, uh, what, what's the search and seizure one? Okay, yeah. Yeah, even kids get that, I think. Oh, okay. I There's mean, a I lot of weirdness about that because up. a lot of laws don't apply to kids in school. Like, like just labor. Flat- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like an right. so it is possible to do it, but there's like all sorts like unreasonable search and seizure does, but the definition of reasonable gets real wide when you're at school. Sure. Uh, Nevertheless, so, Doug, call the police. Yes, <laughs> it should be Doug the on yourself. Do, yeah, it should be the police doing it. Which again, the cops who you get to do that are absolutely not uh, on the department's winners list, but. You get the police in there to do it. It's like generally, of course, there is a target in mind when they call someone in to do this. But you do go through everybody's fucking locker. Like I knew a guy who's holding it. But everybody knew they were trying to get somebody else with a random drug test except for, oops, he fucked up. And uh, they got him with pot in his locker. Whoopsie. Gotcha. Oopsie yeah, doopsie. Uh, <laughs> So I gotta say, I guess that helps a little bit. I was I was gonna say that Bone uh, has the keys to everyone's locker, so like he doesn't need the kids there to look in no, the locker. No, he doesn't. But I guess if it's like I guess if it's like a notice of entry thing, maybe he does. I mean, I think it still has to be random though. Yeah, unless sure. they have evidence. Whatever. Anyway, just Whatever. Doug, call the police. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doug, report this bad behavior. Yeah, report this to the, yeah, report this to Mr. Bluff's private police. I'm sure this is going to go well. <laughs> oh, weird. All your stuff ended up in BB's locker again. Weird how that happens. <laughs> oh, shit. Then Mr. Bone, so, like, everybody's in front of their locker, and then now the lockers are set up in a circle, and Mr. Yeah. Bone's voice are, is echoing. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like again, probably animation faults and uh, bad voice recording, but it's so unsettling just to like yeah. jump back and forth from this. Yeah, it's super Lovecraftian, and and then it goes right back to them all in a row in the original configuration of like a, a lot more uh, lockers right before Doug's, and in this moment, Doug makes an amazing decision oh, and chooses <laughs> the perfect moment to tell Skeeter that the trophy is in his locker by opening it, pointing to it, and saying uh, that it's there. So, and Skeeter says, wow, I've never known a criminal before. Like, he's, like, pumped about yeah, this. I've never known a criminal before, says Skeeter, noted lying liar who lies. <laughs> Right. Oh, this is this is this is weird. Well, how Doug? How could you? Also, I just want to jump back for a quick bit for the two things Mr. Bone says while this is happening. I was like, I practiced for years for that trophy. So why the fuck are you storing it at school? And two, I'll find it. I always do. This keeps happening to you. (sighs) 
Why have you not yeah. invested in any efforts to fix the problem, Mr. Bone? He loves well, it. I mean, he he loves does. That's the thing. Like, when he got on that PA, he was like, Pumped, rock he hard, like, rock. Hard. I was literally just saying that. Like, he's, he's, he's just sitting there, bone like, hard. Ah, oh, God, he's got a boner. He's Mr. Bone uh, over this issue. He's just he, like he's screaming into the microphone and like <laughs> yeah, he's like getting closer to the microphone as he says it more and more. He's like, surprise locker inspection, just mm. spitting all over it. <laughs> but uh, but Savage so, just listening and just going yeah. <laughs> Release your anger, Bone. <laughs> I, I was the one who gave the, the put the trophy out in the first place. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, so uh, in this, uh, like, so as Skeeter says this, uh, then Patty comes by, who I guess is done with her locker inspection, and is just like, "Hey, good luck, you guys." Not as in like you know. Good luck that you don't find anything in your locker. I guess she assumes that yeah. like, they've got something incriminating in their locker. Um, and Skeeter does the worst coded language ever. <laughs> God. <laughs> to tell her, to, to like say that, you know, don't don't tell her about the trophy. Like he does that whole like ixnay on the trophy. Pig Latin. Eh? Yes. Yeah, like Pig Latin. But like Patty totally doesn't yeah. fit it and does a gang sign. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I also like... While this is happening, Bone is like opening up lockers and then looking them and closing them. And I just imagine him seeing like a brick of cocaine and then just ignoring it because he's looking for his trophy. <laughs> Business as usual. <laughs> ah, Chalky. See why you got that name. Chalky likes to party. <laughs> he just gets Chalky's phone number. <laughs> He opens up someone's locker and sees like a drawn portrait of Mr. Bone with like muscles and like, <laughs> <laughs> not seriously. You're getting chances. an A, son. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, report to detention. <laughs> God. No, I don't like that at all. It's not I do. Oh, God. Let's, let's explore this one. <laughs> please, please, there'll be time to explore with Bone later. Oh my god. We're not oh, even to the most sexual part yet. Oh no, so it'll take weird. us a bit, but we'll get there, people. Have yeah. faith in our stamina. So, <laughs> Patty <laughs> That's leaves. a reality. Yeah, Patty <laughs> leaves having thrown, thrown a gang sign to Duck and Skeeter, and Doug's idea is to take the trophy out of his locker and give it to Skeeter. It's his first instinct. In front of... You can't see it, but I'm pointing at my head right now like I'm a real smart boy. (laughs) And just in front of everyone. Like, it's a crowded hall. Like, everyone can see this. Yes. (laughs) Right? And so they pass it back and forth uh, until it lands back with Doug and he, like, puts it under his shirt. Like on on his back, like under his shirt, and uh-huh. yeah, and Mr. Bones just like, ah, what's that under your shirt? Like I Mr. Bone, some... having passed the world's single easiest perception check, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, critical one, baby, <laughs> seeing a, tr- a trophy shaped lump on Doug's back. Wait and a second, Bone says, this feels weird. <laughs> Bone says, "I smell some funny business," which is what I imagine Bone calls doing a line of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and then says, you boys are playing a game of monkey in the middle, and I don't like being the hairy ape. I imagine that being, like, Mr. Bone materializing into the mortal plane. That's because he doesn't like being a hairy ape. He doesn't like being <laughs> human. Yes. And he's more Maybe, pure, yeah, higher dimensional He's from state. somewhere else. Yes. <laughs> And so his his focus into the into the uh, astral plane has been stolen, and so he's a mortal man. Right. <laughs> yes. So he hates being the hairy. The stench <laughs> of humanity surrounds me, Doug. It's your fault. That's why he can't see the the trophy shaped lump is because he doesn't he doesn't have much experience using his own eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he's as blind as a newborn right now. God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
Oh, so so the bell rings and everyone scatters and like some and like and for some reason Peter, this stops Mr. Bone dead in his track. The sensation of an audio input is just overwhelming to him, and he just can't say, "Hey, stay there. I want to check out what that trophy-shaped lump is." Yeah, and right. he, he stops his search of the lockers too. And also, and if also, they're doing a search, why would a bell stop that? Yes, like they pulled them out of class. They pulled all the kids out of class, and so the bell saying "go it's to a the nightmare." Next class. Yeah, this is a God. fever dream. Yeah, and yeah, so Doug and Skeeter slip away uh, somehow. They're criminal criminals on the lamb, uh, and then in a rare moment of like familial support, Doug goes to Judy for help. Hold on, jump in like, real fast. Doug yeah. takes the trophy home. Like Mr. <laughs> yes. Bone should have done. Now, sure, we know that he's bringing the eldritch focus required for Mr. Bone's continued incarnation into his house, and this will lead only to trauma and suffering. But if we pretend that it's just a trophy owned by a dipshit assistant principal in some town in the middle of nowhere... Good. That's the end of the fucking story. He'll never find it. You're done. Good job, Doug. Put it Doug. in the garbage. You've gotten away Doug. with it. <laughs> in the trash. <laughs> or just leave it at home. You know that right. box you have in your bedroom that says do not open on it? <laughs> Put it in there! <laughs> yeah, Doug. Everyone like, will see the do not open, and since everyone in this universe obeys yeah. orders like a dog, they won't open it. Like you've maybe, gotten away maybe. with it. The story is fucking over, Doug. <laughs> maybe Bone will have a surprise home inspection. Mr. Bone becomes a police officer just to do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe Doug knows that the longer he keeps it in his house, the more the walls start bleeding. <laughs> the sentence, maybe Doug knows, probably yeah. contraindicates however it started. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so he has it at home. Um, and also, that makes Doug the most successful trophy thief ever. <laughs> yes! Because like this has been this has happened every year and it's he's they've always been caught. Now, even though Doug wasn't the original thief, he finishes the job. He gets the trophy out of the school. Yeah, right? He can yes. split the buck fifty he'll get from pawning it with Roger. <laughs> Jack Bandit is real. Yes. I love that you know exactly how to pronounce all those words. Yes, I definitely know exactly how to pronounce that and didn't just come up with a pronunciation once and roll with it. I believed you. I thank you. I also believed it. <laughs> the real Cthulhu so, was inside us all along. <laughs> I think I have a fever. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of bleeding walls, um, I don't remember this. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's just the dink wall you destroyed a couple episodes back. It comes <laughs> right. back every once in a while. Right, right. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Uh, man, but yeah, so so jumping back, uh, Doug is in Judy's room, and he's asking her for help. Uh, and Judy's first piece of advice is just, like, I, she says that, she he should beg Mr. Bone for mercy. Beg Daddy. He, big Daddy Bone, because Doug's wife and six kids don't have a trophy. And she uses like a phrase. She's like, I think you should I, I don't I listened to this so many times and I didn't understand what the phrase is. She said, like, you should weak rot? Like what what did she say? Do you guys I catch didn't, this? I didn't catch that. Yeah, no, it was just weird and uh, it was just all some, something about begging for mercy. And then just, like, my only other note here is it's not hard to dispose of evidence, Doug. Ask Skeeter. He probably knows a guy. <laughs> yeah, so Doug says this is a bad plan because two years ago some kid tried to do this and that kid is still in detention for t two years after begging for mercy. <laughs> He's been in jail. Did he like the one? Also, the question is: Did this kid that is begging for mercy actually steal it, or is it just like another <laughs> case of 
you know, I mean, like yeah, Roger yeah, fucking all... with somebody. Yeah, I mean, spoilers, yeah. spoilers. I mean, yeah, he <laughs> also Roger. killed that kid, but I feel like it was mostly the trophy <laughs> stealing. A kid is actually in Lamar Bones' dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so like allegedly no one's seen this kid for two years and they were just like, oh yeah, that's how detention works. Yeah. We don't know any better. It all tracks. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe Bone had him had him knocked out. Yep. That's the price you pay oh. when you beg for mercy from Lamar Bone. Definitely right. not George H.W. Bush. <laughs> so Judy's next piece of advice, which is somehow less helpful, is that he Doug should... Plead insanity. God! Uh, yeah. <laughs> My brain is hot. <laughs> no. Oh, God. And the response to this is brain melting. No. Skunky Beaumont tried that last year, and now he has to see the guidance counselor every day. Sure would be awful if anyone talked to you about any of the issues you have every goddamned day, Doug. Wouldn't oh, want to have any kind of psychiatric help, would you? My face is itching. <laughs> Like, this would be legitimately helpful for Doug. Maybe maybe Roger is doing Doug a favor by forcing him into a situation where he'd have to plead insanity so that he could talk to a counselor. Yeah. Right? Just just saying, Doug, the fact that you're in a position where you can only interpret humor as something that is designed to cause pain to you personally, and you talk to snakes (laughs) in the woods and make friends with them, maybe you could talk to someone who has a response to your problems that isn't be happy. That's an option. You could do that. That's allowed. And, And on the topic of, like, you know, changing the way that you think about things, like changing your perspective on life. Uh, Doug then has an idea of what he should do. And he says, huh, wonder if anyone's ever tried telling the truth. And Judy's like, oh, that's crazy enough to work. And Doug's like, what? Like, he's completely just like blown away by the prospect of telling the truth. And this is this right. is funny because one, it would probably like work because if you just went to somebody and been like, hey, this was just in my locker. Like if I wanted to steal it from you, I wouldn't just, you know, like show it to you. And for yeah. two, you know, the, the show Doug that's about morals, probably pretty good moral. Yeah. <laughs> but like, right. I will, however, make the side note that I've got really bad news for you about, oh, no, it just and somebody else put it in my locker. I don't know how it got there. Like, that's probably not gonna work out in your suburban shithead Republican town. They're gonna make an example. Like, against somebody who has framed you well, saying, I don't know how this happened, the universe just conspired against me. Yeah, no, that doesn't work. Shout out to my beloved mother and beloved brother for framing the shit out of me in a recent game of Secret Hitler and doing a wonderful job. Right, but like, what what really would have screwed him over is taking the trophy home first. If you had just been like, "Hey, this is in my locker. I don't know what it is," you would have had a much better chance. Yeah, I took it yeah, home and then brought it back. <laughs> I had Why, to sure Doug? Real? Why did you do that, Doug? Please explain this behavior to me, Doug. I had to justify my honesty. <laughs> Well, he also, he then has a, a fantasy, oh. the least sexual fantasy in the in the, in the episode, yeah. about everyone throwing a party about how honest Doug is. Yeah, and it's led again by the mayor, and he says he dared to, so it's like celebrating, there's like a big banner at the top that says like, of this like, uh, this like parade that's happening out front of uh, the mayor's office, that, uh, uh, and the mayor is saying, he dared to be honest. Now we must dare to be a Doug. And like everyone no. cheers. How about this. no? I, I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, anybody who saw this episode and dared to be a Doug, my deepest apologies to you. And uh, we can join in hating Jim Jenkins together. <laughs> Doug's also wearing a bow tie with just his normal <laughs> sweater vest outlook, which is a hey, P-I-M-P look, baby. <laughs> I do love it. Uh, and, and and so this award that he's being given is the most honest kid award. And so he's being awarded 
for being honest about something he didn't do. Like, by, by saying, like, I'm just, like, I, I, I'm trying to imagine how this goes. That it's like, oh my god, you're so brave for telling me that you were framed? Like, right, He's going to confess I, that he actually did steal it. That's yeah. <laughs> See, like, that would be an example of, like, difficult honesty, right? right. Like, say he did steal it, and then he say he's honest about it. That would be like laudable right whereas saying being honest that you were framed is like the easiest possible thing to do yeah except for doug can't bring himself to do that so we're right back to square one here right and so he's like he's everyone's cheering like patty is like blowing kisses at him from the audience and then he is awarded the rest of the school year off by lamar (laughs) Woo! This reminds me there was a uh, there's a professional wrestler in the 90s that was like pretending to run for president. I remember as a dumbass kid, he one of his uh platforms was there's no more summer vacation and it scared the shit out of me cuz I was a stupid piece of shit. <laughs> cuz I thought this wrestler could win the presidency. Yeah, this was while the, I was watching jo- Doug. What are the odds that anybody affiliated with wrestling could ever become the president? That would be yes. weird. What a weird What an awful nightmare. <laughs> oh god, I hope that never happens. Yeah, that suck. Meanwhile, Rick God, at the time we're in the middle actually yeah, this is being this is in 1991. So, as of right now, the president is a nice, solid descendant of a Yale meritocracy, well-known for just how much he fucked around on his wife. Nice. Yep. Nice. (laughs) Well, uh, in this instance, uh, Doug is awarded for his honesty by being held back in school. (laughs) Congratulations. Doug doesn't learn learn algebra. Because you have... Because you have brought Mr. Bone a thing that pleases him, you will be elect you'll be spared his attentions for now. Yeah, yeah so let's cut back to the episode. Uh, the fantasy ends and Doug is like, Alright, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be honest, but I'm not gonna do it yet. <laughs> and so what he does <laughs> That's the kind of moral expense we expect of you, des- Doug. He decides that what he needs to do now is hide the trophy in a paper bag that only covers the half of the trophy that isn't remarkable. Like the half of the trophy that isn't bone yodeling. It's like the bottom half. And the, the sack, the lunch bag has his name on it. Yeah, just so in case someone already, steals it from him. Yeah. You can tell like where this is going, right? Because the bag no. has his name on it. Right? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm so, just picturing so, again, like flashing back to an earlier episode, just the just guy sign. He, instead of signing his own name, he signs uh, Roger's name. He's like, ah, right. fuck, ah, damn it, ah, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, didn't mean to do this. Right. So, so, so Doug is like, all right, I'm gonna keep this and give it to Bone later. Uh, and what he does is he puts it in this lunch bag, and he doesn't put it in his locker. He puts it back in like the place where Bone usually keeps it, but he doesn't tell anybody. So he just like leaves it there, right? Uh, I don't remember if he gave a reason for this, but he decides that he doesn't want to go tell Bone. No, no, he doesn't put it back. Yeah, he doesn't put it back where Bone usually puts it. He puts it in his own locker. And yeah. what happens is that. As he is oh, just finished doing this, yes. he walks away, and it t- and Roger steps out of a nearby Skeeters, locker. Of Skeeter's locker. Yeah. Skeeter's locker. Roger <laughs> had stuffed himself into Skeeter's locker so he could spy on Doug. And, and how this, long do you think he's been in there? Yeah, at this point, there has to be an easier way to get Doug in trouble. Like, just assault him, Roger. Just hit him. Be like a normal bully. Just wait around the corner. Like, he's trapped himself in Skeeter's locker. I live I'm here, off. actually. I'm not. Maybe he does. Maybe we're being judgmental. Maybe that's Roger's house. It's like locker, Oscar right? the Grouch. <laughs> right. Maybe it's green Skeeter's too. locker has a portal to another Oh, wait, world shit. <laughs> Is it possible that Skeeter and Roger are each other's alter egos? Are they the same person? Are they the same person and just one of them steps into Skeeter's locker and they walk out as the other one? 
Oh shit! That's why. That's why in the camping episode, the Boy Scouts episode, that's why Roger was his buddy because Doug actually picked Skeeter as his buddy, and then Skeeter morphed into Roger. Oh fuck! That's why Roger's oh, no. a jury of his peers too. Shit! And that's why. That's why Roger in like. In all these parts where Roger's, like, getting him in trouble, like, Skeeter's never there. Like, Skeeter will, like, be nearby at the beginning, but when the actual bullying is going on, it's just Doug and Roger. Oh, my God. Holy shit. This... To watch the whole series again. Yeah, Jesus. I'm going to have to go and burn my old notes and uh, put together some new notes. <laughs> also, speaking oh. of insanity, they walk by the guidance counselor and say, hey, Skunky, which is the guy that, like, has been the guidance counselor for two years. And and Skunky like makes hey, it, Doug. like he goes hey Doug and it's totally dark in there the entire room is pitch black uh-huh. so he's just sitting in the dark this is the hall of judgment Douglas no yeah he's it's like the bone hole. he's like not talking to the guidance counselor he's not talking to anybody he's just sitting in the dark in this like room. this is a sequel they could have skipped this this was why did they add this to the script. What's and and why are they demonizing the school counselor? Yeah, this right? is really kind of fucked up on a couple of different levels. <laughs> so we're jumping around a little bit here, but at some point, Doug has a fantasy um, where after well after the fantasy, he decides that he can't tell the truth. But the fantasy is him tied up by rope in a chair while Mr. Bone interrogates him. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Huh? Bone has a comic book for Doug to play with while he's yelling at him. Thought Doug- I'd fall for the old tell the truth gag, huh? <laughs> and then he like he, he pulls off this com- this Superman number one comic book and he's like, oh wow, it's Superman. No, it's your permanent record. And then he tears his permanent record up and starts throwing it at Doug and it looks like he's just like spitting on Doug. Like <laughs> Doug is tied up and he's just like spitting in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really... It's a very, and, and like, it's the- a very like... It's like that a server that the FBI ran to catch like <laughs> sex criminals. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, there's some and very weird shit going on there. Like there's a one brief tie back into reality insofar as Doug says, "No, it it just showed up in my locker. I don't know who put it there." And Mr. Bone responds, "That's what they all say." Except for yeah, that is what they all say. Like, yeah, no, it wasn't me, did. It must have been somebody else. Like yeah, okay, you, in the middle of this hellish nightmare of Doug's anxiety and whatever dread force is unmaking reality, yeah, no, that's actually how a human being res- responds to that sentence. So, okay, we, we're we not yet fully unmoored from cause and effect. Right, and, and in this scene, like, I want to paint a clear picture here. Uh, Doug is tied up in Mr. Bone's with office. Rope. With rope. With rope. With literal rope. Yes. Uh and there is one light on. Like, it's like a detective, like, interrogation PI kind yeah. of looking room. Uh, there's one light on. The blinds are drawn. So, like, the windows are totally God. shut. The door is shut. No one else is in there. It's just, like, a torture scene. It's just Doug and Daddy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. God. Getting spit on. Yep. <laughs> so, Doug has this fantasy. Um, he's like, And after, he finishes having this fantasy, and he's like, Oh shit, I can't tell the truth. Like I this isn't going to work. So he comes up, he finally comes up with the idea to destroy the evidence, right? Finally. But he finally. does it He does it in the worst way. He runs into the bathroom with Skeeter and they go in the same Nothing stall weird. and they try and they try and flush the trophy put down it, the toilet. Put it in the potty. <laughs> the toilet. The, 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 the trophy is enormous. Like It's like the size of the it's, toilet. Yeah, right? it yeah. sticks out of the toilet clearly. He's like, yeah. oh, come on, flush, man. And he's like trying it like a little bit, gives up real quick, then puts it back in this pee-pee bag <laughs> and, like, and like runs past a trash can, <laughs> runs past a trash can and like goes to put it up. This is where I'm referring yeah. where earlier when I was like, oh, yeah, he puts it outside Mr. Bone's office. Yeah. Um, I was referring to this part. He like puts it on like a file cabinet outside Mr. Bone's office. Meanwhile, Roger had seen was after he emerged from the locker, he's like, I got to go get funny in trouble so he writes a note to mr bone saying hey you should go check out locker 47 p.s haha bonehead 
Just yeah. being an asshole for no apparent reason, like Roger do. Classic, classic bully move. So Mr. Bone runs to Locker 47, and Doug had already taken the trophy out, so he was trying to put it in the PP hole and failed. <laughs> and then he opens, Bone opens up the locker, and it's not there. It's clearly Doug's locker. Like, he sees Doug's, you see Doug's name in there, so he could, like, make some inferences <laughs> here. But he doesn't. Yeah. Then Bone leaves the keys in the lock. When yes! Roger, and then Roger just has the keys, which I guess explains the mystery of how Roger has <laughs> access to everywhere in the school. He's like, you're not yeah. going to get away with this, Doug. This is probably what he's done in previous years in order to get access to these keys. Steals keys from the most gullible Mark ever. Yes. (laughs) Most gullible daddy in existence. Right. Oh, man. But yeah, so uh, Doug had like left the trophy in the bag that had his name on it outside Bone's office. The pee like, bag. Yes. Like, I think he wanted to show it to Bone, but Bone, like, ran out, like, screaming that he's gonna, like, kill someone or whatever. So he's like, oh, he'll, he won't know it was me. And he, like, leaves the trophy with his, like, name on the bag. What's gonna it. happen? <laughs> what right. could possibly happen? So what happens <laughs> is in once they go back to class, Bone like busts in on the class and he's like, hey, I caught you funny. You're the one who took it because and you know how I knew because uh, you had your name on the bag. And Doug's like, oh, no. In retrospect, <laughs> this is really avoidable. <laughs> right. So just to cut. back up for a second. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Miss w- they're, they're in class, and Miss Wingo is reading out of a book called Math for Less, which is probably <laughs> a better joke than the entire like series up until this point. What does that even mean? Like, there's just, like they've cheaped out on sales, like uh, or less than four, like the number. Oh, uh, one, one of the it's like math for dummies or math for less. One of the two. Yeah. It's I a multi-layered it. joke, and I only, you can only get it by pausing the episode. <laughs> <laughs> the only good jokes are the ones that right, you don't please, see. Please. Can I put a joke that involves a brain cell? Please, Mr. No! <laughs> <laughs> there weren't any of those when I was growing up. <laughs> but, yeah, so... so uh, Funny, Doug Funny gets dragged into Mr. Bones' office, and Mr. Bones' like, ah, oh, yeah, you're gonna polish all my trophies. He's like throwing all these like rags on uh, Doug, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'll be right back. I gotta get more polish. And uh, and for like this is for making such a big deal about telling the truth, Doug doesn't even try to do it. Yes, he like accepts <laughs> that there... he's the one who did it. Yeah, know? he just sort of and... sits there. Uh, then Roger walks in for some reason and just Just a final warning, Doug. You tattle on me and I'll I won't tell Roger. Who's gonna believe me anyway? One, this is the point where wait, until now, I don't think Doug knew it was you who did this. Two, Doug's immediate response is Don't worry, Roger, I won't tell. Why? Yeah, so so two things, three other things here, actually. One, Doug is completely shocked, like almost offended that Roger was the one who framed him, right? Like he's like, it was you? Oh my God. So yeah, like he's he back sees, to thinking Roger might be his friend. Yeah, he sees Roger going through his lockers when he figures it out. Right. Like he's just completely shocked. How could uh, this be? Like he, How could this be? Believed, yeah, he like believed. He started to believe that maybe he was the one who actually took the trophy, right? That, like, <laughs> yeah, Doug, he, Doug he got Stockholm syndrome into his like believing he's guilty. Yeah, and two, uh, he completely abandons his telling the truth plan, like by just saying, "Oh, I won't tell." And three, once again, his comeback to Roger is nice trick, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> really good prank, Roger. I appreciate <laughs> that you've owned the shit out of me again, Daddy. At least, yeah, so at least Doug's like, not a snitch. Yeah, <laughs> but why isn't he? But it's really what incentive really does he bad. have to not snitch? I don't but know. He's really man. bad at like giving constructive feedback to Roger's prank. Yeah. Oh, it's just like, nice one, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. You really got me this time, Roger. Yeah. As compared to the last, like, so, you ran my underwear up a flagpole before, and uh, that was, well, you got me. 
It's very sexy. Uh, uh, this time you just, you're really just reliant on me not telling anyone else that, no, I didn't steal it. Maybe it's the kid who stole it the preceding five dozen times. Maybe it's my bully that did it. <laughs> no, maybe it was me. <laughs> maybe it was just some, maybe I forgot. Yeah. Maybe it was just some crime elemental. Who cares? We've all been close enough yeah. to the statue for long enough that we've lost several very important IQ points. Right, right. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, speaking so, of IQ points, one of the things Roger says is, I'm smart, remember? <laughs> and then he puts yeah. his feet up on Mr. Bone's desk with his heel on the PA button and explains to the entire school exactly <laughs> how he did the crime. In excruciating detail. <laughs> right. And while this is happening, Doug tries to warn Roger. <laughs> Doug tries to tell Roger that he's giving himself up. Doug is trying to take the fall. Doug is trying to be a Roger. good boy. Doug is trying to be like this. I Again, we go back to, I keep on going back to the nature episode, but we just see again that Doug is incapable of not being dommed by anybody who has an idea in his presence. Like, he's attempting to go, uh, sir, sir, I think you're making a strategic error, sir, but he can't bring himself to fucking say it. Yeah, his mouth is too full of piss. <laughs> He's just, yeah, he's trying to, like, this is Doug's out. Like, all this strategizing with Judy, and this is just, this happens to him again without him ever making a decision. It, just the answer falls in his lap, and he tries to stop it. Yes. Yeah, totally, she just totally absolves him of everything. Like, this, yes. this would actually bring justice to the world. He's trying to stop the justice from happening. Because it would involve yes. temporarily going in front of authority as it is immediately constituted in front of him. Christ. <laughs> Those two daddies oh. get into the room. Yeah. <laughs> he has to decide who, he's, who the real dog is. Yes. Fortunately. Which is his real owner. And the two of them just, they go at it each other. And just as somebody who's done a decent amount of the editing for this podcast recently, there's a sequence where Roger says, uh, I can explain from a totally featureless void. Like, wait, hold up. When you when you say the two daddies enter the room, this is Bone yeah. comes back. Bone hears this over the PA and he runs back and confronts yeah. Roger. And then yeah. there is like all the other shots at this point have been of them in like Mr. Bone's office. And then there's a shot of Roger just sitting in a completely featureless void saying, uh, I can explain, which screams either this bit got edited in in post or, more likely, that now, having been reunited with his astral focus, Mr. Bone is dragging Roger into the Shadow Realm to visit untold punishments upon him. And he says to Roger, uh, he says, Oh, save your strength. You're gonna need it. Oh. I, we're, I, we're absolutely gonna have daddy. to include the clip for this because it sounds yeah. like we're making it up. You're going to need to save your strength. You're going to need it all. You're going to be polishing trophies for a long time, mister. Oh, and Roger, before you go. I have one more trophy for you to polish. You're going to be polishing trophies for a long time, mister. Oh, and Roger, before you go, I have one more trophy for you to polish. Yeah. Right as as yeah, it's this is this was the thing that like the my first watching of this, I was just like, oh god, <laughs> like uh, Roger's been polishing, but Bone sentences Roger to polish trophies all day, and then like it's like late at night, and Roger's like, all right, I got them all, and Mister Bone says, no, Roger, before you go, I have one more trophy for you to polish, and he like thrusts his hips out. <laughs> And, it's and like, he's all man. dressed up too. Yeah, he's dressed up in his yodeling outfit, and it's just like, man, come on! <laughs> no, don't <laughs> come on. Like, Please come elsewhere. <laughs> like, I did. Don't we just want like have a this. have a collective fever dream about this episode? Yeah, <laughs> I like, feel like we did. And while you're I working, I will regale you with my yodeling. Yeah, sing like, the song that will end me, Father. <laughs> 
hold up. So real quick, when he says while you're waiting, like he does reveal that his trophy is not as his insidious dick, his as ding dong. As, as it's, his dick. it's his ding dong. <laughs> he pull no, he pulls back a curtain and like reveals like this giant trophy, like that takes up like an entire doorway's length. Um, yeah, it's so, as big as Roger is. Yes. Yeah, it's as big as Roger is. So like, and I gotta say like. Like, a, I don't want to take this angle. Yeah, like, no. When we're talking about this. Show. Like, this isn't like my choice. I'm not trying yeah, to no, force this. It's just we like, here. On I the, am. We here on the funny papers are firmly of the belief that because Jim Jenkins is such a big cerebral thinker with as much vast psychology as possible, there is always a deeper level beyond the surface level obvious bullshit. Counterpoint in this particular case. God damn it, yeah. man. It's yeah. I, Maddening, so, like, just absolutely eye-crossingly maddening. Though yeah. I will so, just to uh, take us in a slightly more cerebral direction. The <laughs> let's talk about his penis. Yes, <laughs> but uh, we, uh, we mentioned way back when that uh, Mr. Bone is somebody do it's a bad impression of Dana Carvey's bad impression of George H. W. Bush. Jo- Bush the Elder was renowned for fucking around on the down low. Like, this was an open secret all over the place. And Barbara Bush, his wife, got a bit of a reputation as a bitch because she was really snippy in a lot of her public appearances. But when everybody and their idiot brother George Jr. knows that she's at best her husband's side piece, you can forgive some bitchiness knowing that Mr. Bone's wife knows that he's off having some hot young thing polish his trophy until he yodels <sighs> most nights he doesn't come home. <sighs> yeah, I mean, so we have to say that, like, Roger starts polishing this, and it, like, zooms out of the school, and it's, like, dark. It's, like, late night. And so, like, and Mr. He's Bone is polishing like, all night long. He's been polishing all night. So, like... Did they tell Roger's parents? <laughs> like, or are they just keeping <sighs> Roger... Uh, also... This implies that Mr. Bone knows that his yodeling is, like, infernal. Like, he knows it's it's a punishment. That's why he's doing it. He's getting off on this torture. Yeah, and furthermore, this also, like, he has so many trophies at the school. So, like, this school is like a shrine to Bone. Yeah, to his singing. Song of Damnation. And, yeah, and it's just... It's just absurd to me that, like, he's turned it into, like, his personal shrine and, like, is basically daring kids to steal these trophies. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, oh, and, like, all of them, except for the one that was stolen, was, like, locked up. They were, like, all yeah. behind, like, glass, yeah, that... a glass case. And so this one was, like, the bait. It's bait, yeah. yeah. Very seriously on this, this is supposed to be a show with a moral. What the fuck is the moral? Don't know. Yeah. The moral, I don't know. The moral, like the whole, t- the moral was supposed to be <laughs> that you're supposed to tell the truth, right? But he doesn't but do it. If you try do to do the right Jane thing, is- you wuss out because it's a dumb idea, and then the guy who framed you fucks up catastrophically, he'll be forced to spend late hours with George H.W. Bush. And, like, furthermore, Doug actively doesn't try to tell the truth he tries to tell roger not to tell the truth right like when roger is revealing his grand machinations uh doug is like hold on don't do that right like he's trying and he tries to destroy the evidence he's like not ever telling the truth he tells the truth he never tells the truth he he gives himself up by accident yeah this episode is just utterly incoherent like i said it's when Doug didn't do it. Doug doesn't really exist. It's a meta commentary on one, that he's a cartoon, and two, he doesn't even exist inside the cartoon world. It's just madness upon madness upon madness. This is the story of. I feel bad. Like, this is the story. There's a moral for Roger in this, there's not a moral for Doug. What's the moral for Roger? Don't take the trophy and also don't give yourself yeah, up. Yeah, don't take the trophy and then immediately. Don't brag about your crime in public, you moron. Just right, hit to, Doug. To the person that you screwed over. Yeah. Just beat up Doug. Just beat him <laughs> up. Come on. I'm begging you to beat him up. You probably won't even get in trouble. Probably not. They'll probably give you a medal. Yeah. They'll give you the most it, honest yeah. boy. <laughs> Why Fuck for me, Bob White, on the Will Beat Up Doug platform. <laughs> 
finally, uh, something that makes sense. Let's give this boy a, a fucking trophy. <laughs> oh, shit. So if you couldn't tell, dear reader, that was the end of the episode. I'm sweating. The camera, the camera zooming out as Roger is polishing this big trophy. As he sings the dirge that ends time and space. <laughs> so the moral of the day story is that the president when you were born was a right-wing media creation with dementia. Then there were 12 years of sex offenders. Then we graduated to 16 years of war criminals with extrajudicial assassination programs. And now that you, our listener, are in your 30s, you've been rewarded with a president who combines all three. Yes, that had nothing to do with this episode. This episode had nothing to do with this episode. Man, so let's move on to closing thoughts about this. Uh, thoughts, are, wanna... thoughts are immaterial yeah. and impossible to have. They're impossible to quantify. I've never had a thought before. I don't actually exist. Do you think, uh, I want to ask you, do you think there's more to this, like, uh, Cthulian warping of the school? I think this was a one-off. I really think this was just a breakdown that was inevitably, like, was forced back somehow. Well, I do have Doug Brain, but I don't remember anything. I don't remember ever doing stuff like this. So maybe, like, I've blanked it out. Maybe, like, it's my brain protecting me and I'm returning back to the darkness. Is your nose bleeding right now? Uh huh. <laughs> oh, no. That's normal. Like I said, my yeah. brain is hot, my face is itchy, and I just see red. God, yeah. Hester, I... Hester, <laughs> great father, I... save me. Aya Dagon, Aya Hydra. I want to, as we watch more of these episodes, as is our eternal torment, <laughs> I, I, I want to uh, look more into that theory that Jimmy just came up with of Skeeter and Roger being the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's I think a, that's really That's a vein we can go think, into in the future, but I don't have any notes prepared, and I'm entirely willing to concede it as a function of this episode's shattering of time-space. Sure, and I think it just becomes apparent in that moment when Roger walks out of Skeeter's locker. I think that's like kind of maybe that's just like winking at the audience. This might be a thing, but I just I, I don't want to like claim this as fact. Yeah, but I want to like it's, I want to think it's about worth it. investigating. It's possible that in the throes of our madness, an underlying truth was revealed. Oh shit, man! <sighs> I can finally see clearly now. <laughs> he says, shoving scissors into his eye sockets. <laughs> Maybe if I just listened closer, listened right. harder. Uh. <laughs> Why oh, do these shit. episodes always end like this? <laughs> I think that's on us. <laughs> I no, I blame it on Jim Jenkins. Thank you, right. Jim. <laughs> do you guys have anything else? No. I I will never be done. They won't let me die. Fuck. All right. All right. Well, then let's cut it here. Uh, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Funny Papers. Sorry. We'll, s- we'll see you next time, gentle viewers. What was will be what will be was. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.